Hello there, this is Dave Allen for Mac Tony Questions, and it's been a while since I made a podcast for Mac Tony Questions, and it usually tends to get like that during the summertime when I'm working on it, I don't have much time for anything else. I've also been working on my Good and Geeky books, and I have three available on Amazon at the moment. That's the Good and Geeky Photography, Good and Geeky Security on how to protect your email with cryptography, and the Good and Geeky Writer's Workflow. At the moment, I'm working on the next book, which is Good and Geeky Life Logging. The book is heavily Apple-biased, as you might expect, and all about how to log your life, do life casting, and about general journaling and diary keeping. I'm looking at all the different software and hardware that you can use to keep a record of your life. I'm interested in talking about how you can do something like this and make it worth reading. You get two main sorts of people on the internet. You see them on Twitter and on Facebook, who will happily take photos of what they're about to eat and post it. These sorts of people are the same ones who will take some pictures of a cup of coffee and make some inane comment about having coffee. Or you get the teenage response to life, which is to say, I'm bored. Life logging and journaling, diary keeping, can be a whole lot more than that. Maybe you are doing interesting things already and they are worth writing about, videoing and creating audio journals about them. If not, you could start a journal using the application day one and you could make yourself a plan to give yourself an interesting life. You could give yourself little rules, such as never talking about what you're going to eat or drink just right now, and you can also actively go out and do things that are interesting, or even just notice things around you that are interesting and write about them, or take videos or make audios about them. There's lots of different things you can do. This sort of journaling doesn't even have to be about yourself completely. It can be about your relationships with other people, whether you know them or not. You could look for things in the news worth talking about, and just create something interesting. You could give yourself a rule that you're going to comment upon a news item on a daily basis. What do you think about it? What does it mean to you? How does it change how you think about life? It could be about the bad things that happen, such as the killings on the beach in Tunisia. But it doesn't have to be. You might decide that you prefer to keep a more positive attitude towards life and not to mention those things at all. On the other hand, if you do mention, you could decide that the best thing to do is to look for the positive things and even those terrible things that have taken place. You could give yourself a rule where you try something new and different, maybe on a monthly basis. If you've never been go-karting before or jumping out of airplanes, skydiving or just going to some place you've never been to before. Maybe somebody has invited you to an event that you wouldn't normally go to. Why not go to it and use your critical thinking skills to decide uh, what you think about it and write about everything that happened? Choosing to do this sort of thing might well enhance your life and make it better and more exciting and... Give yourself a better opinion of yourself and maybe even be able to move out of one of the three different categories of people that there are in life and move in an upward direction. You know those sorts of people. You have the people who make things happen. Then you have those that watch things happen. And then you have those that don't really know what happened because they're sitting there and they wonder what the hell happened. So if you're in the two characters at the bottom there, maybe you could start making things happen and, uh, and have something to write about. As I said, it doesn't have to be completely self-serving. You could be taking part in something and deciding to give something back to that community. It doesn't have to be charitable. It could be a group you're a member of and you decide that you're going to take a more active role. In the book, I'm going to be looking at using applications such as Day One, both on the Mac and using the iOS versions on the iPhone and the iPad. Then there are other applications that you can use that you can do life logging automatically. There are applications such as Kronos, Heyday, Saga, and I think I found another one recently, I can't remember what it's called, Pinpoint or something like that. 
Anyway, these all create posts within the application based upon where you are, and you can add photos. Uh, the other one was called Ifelio. So you just add photos and words and just make the automatic posts a little bit more filled out and more interesting. But at least it gives you a start anyway. So it'll automatically put in photos in Heyday, for instance, and then you can go to it later and you can add some text and make a story out of it. You might want to be more public about your life login, so obviously the book is going to look at the use of social networks such as Twitter, Facebook and Google+, and some of the various other ones that are out there. But it's what you want to say, something you're happy to put into the public realm. I was trying out a system also recently which took posts made on the social networks and automatically dragged them into day one. It was working okay for a week or two, but something within the system seems to have changed and it stopped working for the moment. And if I wasn't so busy, I'd have a look and find out what the problem is. I'll get around to it at some point in time. If you're posting details of what's happening in various places around the world, you might look at drafts. The great thing about this application is that you can start putting some text in. It can be something long enough to be a Twitter tweet, first of all. Then you could add a bit more to it and maybe send that to app.net where you've got more characters to use. And then add more to it again and send it off to Facebook or Google+. You can also use this draft application so when you've got a completed post, everything that's in there that you want to be in there, and send it to your journaling application. And obviously, for me, that's going to be day one. Other Mac podcasts. The only thing that's been in the news over the last week or so has been the new Apple Music service. I signed up for it and also uh, uh, signed out of the automatic change to start paying for it after three months of having it for free. I don't listen to a lot of music and I prefer to listen to audiobooks and podcasts. The thing about Taylor Swift and uh, saying that artists should be paid... When that was happening, I was thinking, gosh, Apple are cheeky so-and-sos. I mean, fancy imagining that they can get away with giving away other people's property and using it to promote their own music service. Artists should get paid for what they're doing. And I'm thinking that Taylor Swift did a good thing for all of the music makers and various artists that are going to be on the music service. Anyway, I'm quite pleased with using the Kindle Unlimited service, which has given me plenty of books with narration added, and I can listen to them. There's not as many titles as you'd find with Audible, which is part of Amazon, and for the same amount of money, one credit gives you one book a month. So with Kindle Unlimited, it's working out better because I can get through three or four books a month quite easily. I've got a good one I'm reading at the moment called Crimes Against Magic, which is by Stephen McHugh. Before that, I was reading to a series of books by Blake Crouch called Wayward Pines. And it was a little bit of a surprise that I was able to find the books The Hunger Games uh, by Suzanne Collins available on the Kindle Unlimited. So that was great. So all of the podcasts about uh, Macs and Apple stuff have been talking about the music service and they've been saying all the same things. So I'm not going to add any more to that. And as it is, I've been skimming past those bits of uh, views within the Mac podcast I've been listening to anyway and listening to more interesting stuff iOS applications I've recently downloaded. Well, I've just downloaded a group of video editing applications by a company called Fly Video Inc. and I really like them. I started off with a video application called Clips. It's really easy to use and has a good interface with a fairly good timeline for video. It's easy to trim the clips to the correct length, add music and also to add voiceover. In some ways, I like it more than an application called Spark which uh, kind of automatically makes videos and you don't get so much uh, control, but it does a quick job. 
Anyway, that spark is not confused with the Spark email application. So the application uh, Clips has good sharing facilities and works great with the iPhone. It's quite weird when you're using it, you use it in portrait mode. But it's one very good feature when you decide to use a camera on it. It will tell you to rotate your iPhone or iPad to the landscape orientation so you're shooting properly. If you do have some video that comes in, that's in the portrait orientation, you take it in some of the other application. You can use the application called Crop from the same company and this will crop the video to put it into the right shape. Clips gives you three buttons in the middle of the screen for setting the focus, brightness and zoom. There's a slider underneath each of those settings that will uh, let you change the uh, settings for it. If you use the focus button it turns off the autofocus and so far I haven't quite worked out how to turn the autofocus back on again except by quitting the camera option and going back in again. Then the first time I tried using the camera application from the application clips I pressed some buttons at the end of shooting some video and then I wasn't able to say the video just shot. So I went back into it again and did some more shooting and video and the next time I did it there was a green button there available to let me save the recorded video. So I'll see if I can replicate the same thing again to see what I did wrong and obviously it's something that I did wrong somewhere along the line. Pinnacle video was my favourite video application and probably still is to a large extent and I would suggest of course there's iMovie to look at and many others as you can edit your video. There's one called Filmic and that's pretty good. It's good for shooting the video. I can't remember if it actually does the editing anyway. But uh, I think it does. You've got plenty of choices for editing video on Apple. And uh, um, hugely better than what I found was available on Android. And it was one of the reasons I changed back from using Android. I did enjoy using Android for about 18 months there. But, well, actually I used it, enjoyed using it for about uh, 12 months. And I got very fed up with it for the last six months. But still, I'm glad to be fully Apple again. With Clips, you don't get as much control as you get with some of the more established video editing applications, but the speed and use of it kind of makes up for that, and I think I shall spend some time working with it and making some videos, and I shall write about the other applications more on the Mac20Q website. The Apple Watch. Now, I've been using the Apple Watch for a couple of months, and I'm delighted with it still. I've been adding a few applications and deleting one or two as well. I've settled into using the device in a particular way. I've been trying to integrate it into my life as much as possible. But I use it mostly for setting timers, alarms and for controlling the audio coming from my iPhone. I do use the health applications quite a bit and I've just completed a full month of closing the circles for the health application activity monitor. And I also have been using it for recording the exercise activities such as bicycle rides and when I'm going walking. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that the application is making me fitter. There have been a couple of evenings at about 11.30 evening I've been out walking the streets and even running to finish off the exercise today and getting those circles closed. I'm very pleased that I've been able to improve my level in fitness. When I'm at work and the weather has been changeable, or even when it's been like this for last week when it's been sunny all the time, I've been using the weather application which I can access from the watch face. I've got the... Uh, uh, a complication on the bottom right hand corner so I can tell the campers in the camping site where I work that the temperature will be 35 degrees today very sunny and very hot and I can have the 10 day forecast which is quite useful too every day this week it's going to be over 30 degrees centigrade and it can be quite hard to work in such hot conditions but then it's just got to be better than the cloudy and wet weather my son is experiencing over in Ireland a quick mention about WWDC 
To a certain extent, I was underwhelmed by the announcement made at WWDC. Some of the new features announced I'm all ready to do using third-party applications. And I've got so used to using applications like Drafts, Editorial and Byword that it is unlikely I'm going to start using Apple Notes. Still, it's good that the application has been updated to make it better for those users who prefer to use just the default applications that come with the operating systems. I'll be quite pleased to see how the standard keyboard is getting an update so that it will show lowercase letters when you are typing lowercase letters as you get with some other keyboards such as Swipe and SwiftKey. Even though I do like to use the swiping feature, I do prefer to dictate as much as possible and I don't get the access to the microphone from those other third-party keyboards. So things are going to get better with the keyboards. The other improvement to the keyboard I'm looking forward to use is where you can use the keyboard as a trackpad by moving two fingers around on the keyboard. It will be very welcome if it makes life easier for moving around in the text and for selecting text. I've set up the feeds from my websites to go into the new news application. Can't use it yet, that's not going to be available till uh, iOS 9 comes out. Anyway, that was announced in WWDC as well. It's going to be interesting to see what we are given for creating content to put directly into that application. And I have to wonder whether people will open up that application to look for news, or if they would prefer to read off a web page or from an electronic book. But let's see how it goes. And then, of course, you've got those other options, such as Flipboard, which is the news application. I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Maybe people will still prefer to use Flipboard, or maybe they'll use the new news application. And it depends how good this news, new news application looks. But that's going to be available in autumn. Do have a look at the post I made recently about Bluetooth headphones. I bought a pair of Bluedio M2 headphones. They were recommended on another podcast. Uh, I can't remember which one, but anyway, I think I heard it twice. And uh, they, considering the price of these um, these headphones, the earbuds, I actually prefer using them. The standard ones, they're only 18 euros. I bought them from Amazon. And I'm tempted to buy another pair to have as a spare, just in case I lose these ones I have or break them. I'd recommend them for both listening to podcasts and also if you want to listen to music because you get a decent quality of audio from them. So this is Dave Allen with the Gold for Mac 20 Questions and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye now.